You're listening to Ride or Die with Jack Ryder. Hello, ride-alongs, and welcome back to another episode of Ride or Die with me, Jack Ryder. As always, we begin our show with a call-in from one of you amazing listeners. This one comes from longtime listener Dennis. So, Denny, let's roll the call from Dennis, please. Yeah, hey, Jack. My name is Dennis, and I'm a longtime listener. I want to ask you advice on something. For the past few years, I've had to put my life on hold. You see, my parents got really sick a while back, and I had to leave school and come back to Bloodhaven to take care of them. The past couple of months, I've been trying to find a new job across the bridge. Problem is, whenever I tell a new employer that I'm from Bloodhaven and that this is my home, they immediately turn me away, like like I'm some kind of undesirable to them. What what can I do to make them change their mind? And what small steps can the people of Bloodhaven do so that we're not viewed like this? I understand that's not an overnight fix or anything, but there has to be something. And I can admit, some crazy shit happens here. The other night, I went for a walk to clear my head, and I saw someone running down the street holding two live lobsters in their hands. I wanted to ask why, but something tells me I'm better off not knowing. Anyway, if you have anything, any advice to say about this, I would appreciate it. Much love, Jack. Hope you have a good one. Dennis, thank you so much for the call. I understand where you're coming from, and I really feel for you. We do what we can to take care of those that we love, but sometimes the cost is more than we bargain for. The city does seem to be getting crazier, and it certainly won't help with your situation. My recommendation? Keep your head up and keep doing the right thing, which is exactly what I think you were doing. Not all heroes wear their childhood trauma and skin-tight rubber suits. I hope your situation gets better, and please know that you are not alone. Together, we can make our city a better place to Jack, live. Jack, uh, hey, Jack. Denny, you haven't been gone that long. You know we do one call a day. We have a lot of show to cover. You're going to want to listen to this, Jack. All right. Let's hear it, then. Jackie boy, you gone and done it again. You implied, no, no, heavily implied, that I had something to do with the disappearance of this Rex Mason fella. He is just an employee of mine that the tabloids keep linking to my daughter. First off, Sapphire has better taste in men than to be caught dead with an outsider like Mr. Mason. Second, I am a businessman, not some crazy mob nut job. How would I even offer a guy like Rex? A chemical bath like that Joker fella? Come on, it's crazy talk. You know what I think the interesting thing is in all of this? Your constant attacks on my character. If you truly believe that I've done something to Rex, that I hurt him somehow, or even had him hurt for me, would it really behoove you to say it out loud and on the air, putting your slander on public display? If I was the type of guy you claim I am, what would stop me from doing the same thing to you? I would have to be pretty bold to call in about it, huh? Some might say brave. At any rate, last I heard he was off chasing some orb or whatever in Egypt. That being said, I was just calling to say to be careful what you say on the air about me. 
My lawyers are much scarier than some story about me making people disappear. Wouldn't you agree, Jackie? Denny, when did he leave this message? It's not a message. Have a good day, Jackie boy. Why didn't you tell me it was a live call? Why did we even take it? I don't know what to... You really buried the lead there, Denny. Mm. Well, in light of this new development, folks, we're going to change things up just a bit. We're going to discuss what just happened and why it's important that we talk about it. The man that you just heard on the phone was Simon Stagg. We've talked about him a few times on the show in the past, and for good reason. He is a prime example of why Bloodhaven is a festering center of sin. He claims to be a businessman looking out for the best interest of the little people, the middle class, and the poor, providing much-needed jobs and special security for those that work for him. What he doesn't tell you is what happens to those that don't buy into his shtick. Those who see the monster behind the curtain. He ruins lives. He either owns a controlling interest in most of the viable job sources in town, or he flat out owns them. And if you do anything to cross him, anything, well, you can say goodbye to any type of stability. You will never work in this town again. Then where do you go? Gotham? The Narrows? It's impossible to get on your feet once Stag knocks you down. Uh, Jack, we need to do a commercial break. Later, Denny. We can do it at the end of the show. I need to get through this. You got it, Jack. We cannot allow ourselves to be pushed around by by the men like Simon Stagg or, or Lex Luthor or hell, even Morgan Edge. They're all playing the same game as people like Roman Sianus and Carmine Falcone. They're just playing at a higher level. If Falcone and the like are playing checkers, Stagg and his ilk are playing chess. These guys can't take all of us down. We need to stand together and let them know that we simply won't accept the way they do business any longer. We need to present a united front. You know what? I propose we all post about Simon Stagg and what we really think about him on our social media pages. Let's take down this madman before it's too late. Um, let's use the hashtag RagOnStag so he and everyone else can see that we're united in this. That's pretty good, Jack. I like it. I thought you might. Also, I gotta say, it's good to have you back with us, Denny. Your presence was missed last week. <laughs> it's a lot harder to have snappy, witty banter with just yourself. People start to think you're crazy when you do it too much. How was your vacation, anyway? You mean helping my mother paint and organize the basement? Boring. She says hi, by the way. Hello, Dolores! Thank you for the brownies. So delicious. Telling you, Denny. Sometimes I think I'll have to find a new tech-savvy production assistant. What? But then I get some of your mom's baking, and I know I made the right decision in bringing you aboard. Uh, thanks. You're welcome. I don't know. Whatever. On a serious note, though, honestly, thanks for all you do. You really have helped improve the quality of the show. Oh, thanks, now, Jack. Now, let's move on to some entertainment news. Oh. Last week, I reported about the new Grey Ghost movie in the works. I was very clear about how I felt about it. However... I am man enough to admit I may have been a bit brash. Earlier this week, I had the pleasure of interviewing the young Marcus Lolly of the Bloodhaven Brawlers. He had a very interesting perspective on the aging hero that challenged my own thoughts about the character. I'd like to take a couple of minutes to share with you all his thoughts and insight into this classic character. Now, with full respect for you and the work that you do, can I tell you that I disagree with something you said on your show last week? Oh. Uh, sure. This is an open discussion. What's on your mind? 
Well, last week you were talking about the new Grey Ghost movie with the original actor, Simon Trent, Mm -hmm. and it sounded like you were not a fan of him or the character. I have nothing against the actor or even the character necessarily. I just feel like having him back in that role is a little ridiculous. He's 70 years old. Plus, the character is a little over-the-top campy. I'm not sure that kind of character is relevant to today's world. Well, sir, as a kid, I would get picked on for being smaller than the other kids my age, so I didn't have a lot of friends. A family friend from our church, uh, Mr. Dawson, introduced me to the Great Ghost comics, and I fell in love. I mean, I was eight or nine, I think. Sure, there were the cool heroes with all the superpowers, but my favorite was the Great Ghost. He was just an ordinary man trying to make the world a better place. Hmm. Even now, at 24, I'm still a huge fan of the character. So you're a sports hero and a comic fan. (laughs) Absolutely. Fascinating. That is an unusual combination. How did that happen? Do you remember the issues when the Grey Ghost saved Speedster by absorbing the blast from the Cosmic Scepter and suddenly inherited Speedster's speed? That was one of my favorite story arcs. When Speedster's speed was restored and Grey Ghost returned to being his normal self, he still pushed himself to want to run faster, to be a better version of himself. As a kid, that motivated me to start running. There was a pair of Grey Ghost sneakers that I really wanted. We were poor, and my dad originally said we couldn't afford them. I begged and pleaded and started doing extra chores, and he had to make a few extra sacrifices, but he finally gave in. And... When I finally put on those sneakers, I felt like a superhero. I felt like I was the one who had absorbed Speedster's power. (laughs) That led me to participate in track, followed by football. So I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the Grey Ghost. And as for Simon Trent, he was an unknown actor, and nobody thought he'd do a good job with the role, but he was able to truly embody everything about him and make him the icon he is today. I mean, I actually saw Mr. Trent at the Bloodhaven Comic Fest last year, and he's in fantastic shape. I, for one, can't wait for this new film. Who knows? Maybe they'll have him pass the torch to someone new, and he'll be more of a mentor role. Well, you certainly are passionate about it, but what about the camp factor? He's gimmicky. He's old-fashioned. He's not reflective of the world we live in. Not at all. But maybe that's the point, Mr. Writer. He's not an example of what the world is really like. When I go to the movies, I want that escape. For two hours, I'm somewhere else. I don't have to worry about tomorrow's game or paying the bills or the crime in the city. For two brief hours, it's an escape. That's really what I want to have. Will it be campy? Maybe. But it's my hope to fully enjoy every second of it. That's what characters like the Grey Ghost provide. Hope that the world can be a better place. Doesn't take powers. Just determination to do the best you can and to stand up for what's right. To stand up for and protect those that are less fortunate than yourselves. He's a reminder to work hard at being the best version of yourself so that you can help others. You have a very unique perspective. I like it. It's fresh. Don't lose that. Now, I must say, I was not expecting to talk to you about comic book heroes. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. He seems like a good kid and a very passionate fan. That he is, Denny. You know, his point of view has challenged me and has made me adjust my stance on the whole Grey Ghost film. I think I actually want to see the new film now. And I want to keep Marcus's love of the character in mind when I do. He's got a good head on his shoulders. 
when I did the interview, I did a different approach with this. No phone calls, no gimmicks, no news or ads, just a good one-on-one conversation with a very inspirational young man. We'll share some snippets of his interview in the coming weeks. There was a lot that I did not expect for us to talk about in the interview, but he has a certain charm about him that's completely disarming and makes you want to talk with him about anything and everything. He's a very intriguing individual. Endearingly so. Wow. I've never known you to be so sentimental over someone's interview. Uh, I wouldn't say sentimental necessarily, but even as young as he is, he's an inspiration. Not just to me, but to everyone. He's trying to make the world a better place. While I don't mind talking more about him, I'm, I'm, and I'm sure listeners don't mind, don't forget about the rest of the news and the corporate sponsors again. Of course. Thank you, Denny. Always here to keep me on track. We're going to make a solid producer out of you yet. This episode is brought to you by Swap Skills. Let's take a few minutes to talk to you about Swap Skills. Have you ever wanted to learn how to do something new or interesting? With Swap Skills, just by taking classes online, classes that are taught by real instructors and have their own actual class rosters, you can learn almost anything. Heck, I learned how to yodel and make the podcast the right way just by signing up with Swap Skills. So, what are you waiting around for? Podcast to be over, I hope. There are baker's dozens of online classes that you can take, ranging from meta human physics all the way to alien human politics. Wow. Be sure to use the discount code Ride Along for a free week trial courtesy of Swap Skills. That's R Y D E A L O N G. It's thanks to them that I get this choice content out to you guys as often as I do. So thank you, Swap Skills, for sponsoring this podcast. Where can you find cool drinks, cool people, and even cooler surroundings? The Iceberg Lounge, Bloodhaven's finest dining and drinking experience, cleverly tucked away in downtown Bloodhaven. You know, with the polar bears. The Iceberg Lounge features the freshest seafood and signature dishes and drinks, like the Slippery Flippery, sure to please bringing you back for more. The folks at the Iceberg Lounge and its owner, the (laughs) esteemed Oswald Cobblepot, are always happy to see you and always happy to meet your friends. Reserve your table online ahead of time, or just show up for their all-you-can-eat Alaskan shrimp buffet night. Use the coupon code MEETTHEFAMILY for 20% off your bill, because the Iceberg Lounge is all about the family. Now to the news. Famed Metropolis Research Facility Cadmus Labs has reopened after being shut down for nearly six months due to an unexpected explosion. Still no reason has been given for the explosion, but thankfully no one was harmed. I personally wouldn't be surprised if they were experimenting on alien technology or trying to create some sort of metahuman. Best of luck to all those that work there! In other positive news, retired boxing heavyweight champion Ted Wildcat Grant has opened a new gym here in Bloodhaven with a focus on underprivileged and at-risk youth. Mr. Grant was quoted as saying, I'm doing this with the help that I can help be the kids on the straight and narrow. Too much homelessness and crime in this city. Just want to do my part and help clean it up. Wait, I don't remember putting that in the soundboard. He also stated that he will have a strict no-drug policy, in addition to scholarship opportunities for those that can't afford college. Good luck, Mr. Grant. And thank you for being a positive influence in our city. And in sports news, now that football season has ended, it's time for baseball. The Bloodhaven Bloodhounds recently announced an innovative approach to filling their roster. In two weeks, they will be holding open tryouts at Kane Field for any Bloodhaven residents 18 and older. Ten lucky individuals will then be selected to participate in spring training. 
One of the big stipulations is that potential participants cannot have played professional baseball for any other team. That's it. Those are the requirements. Men and women, aliens and metahumans not apply, are encouraged to show up for this exciting opportunity to be a part of this historic moment. Maybe I'll try out. Oh, really? What position do you play? Hot dog and nacho eater. Ah! Of course. That's what I thought. Okay, moving forward. Let's talk about the upcoming election. Mayor Ditko has been actively campaigning, saying he's going to continue to clean up the town. More like clean out, if you ask me. You know, since he's been elected, Ditko has done nothing to help the citizens of Bloodhaven except for the rich, such as Simon Stagg and Morgan Edge. Hashtag Ragon Stagg! Exactly. Meanwhile, funding and training for the police has decreased, while homelessness and crime rates have all increased each year he's been in office. We are now worse off than we were during the crisis of the 80s. But it's okay, because Simon Stagg Stag. bought and tore down a low-income apartment complex to build yet another high-rise in the middle of downtown. This corruption needs to end. It's time for a change. We need someone who is really going to look out for our people. I know it's still early in the year, but I'm going to announce my official endorsement for Don Segal as the new mayor of Bloodhaven. Seagal has lived in Bloodhaven his entire life, and has been very vocal about his disappointment in how Mayor Ditko's been running our city into the ground. Don Seagal speaks for the heart and soul of Bloodhaven. Her people. Yes, he has flaws. He's human, not an alien. But he's also publicly admitted to those faults, which I believe will only help him in the long run. And, unlike our current mayor, he has been actively negotiating with the BPD to find solutions to our city's problems. The fact that Simon Stagg, Rag, Morgan Edge, On, Ditko, Stagg, have all accused him of trying to turn the police force against the citizens should really tell you all you need to know. The biggest majority of Ditko's funding is coming from thugs like Stagg and Edge. He didn't do it. Oh, uh, uh, Rag on Stagg? Thank you. In turn, they're allowed to get away with highly illegal and questionable activities. And since the corruption trickles down to the police force, crimes get left unchecked and unpunished. And who suffers for it the most? Us, the citizens. Okay, you're saying the corruption extends to the police force, yet you just said that Don Segal has been working with the BPD. He's a politician. Aren't they all crooked? He's been talking with them to find solutions. Change has to start from within. Now, I should clarify that I don't think all of our cops are corrupt. I know for a fact that there are a few honest, decent cops who are doing their best to be a positive influence. But it's going to take more than just a handful of good officers to turn this tide. And he's not a career politician. He's a volunteer firefighter and retired construction foreman. He's admitted that he's not the smartest choice, but he is the most genuine choice. He's a real person. He doesn't have billions of dollars. Brucie, you've got some splaining to do. He knows what it's like for the common people. And he's already garnered the support of the firefighters union and a few of the local construction workers unions. Now, you know I'm not one to normally side with the unions, but in this case, I'll make an exception. I truly feel he is the best candidate for the job. So if you're endorsing him, should the citizens of Bloodhaven be voting for Seagal as well? Well, let's pose that question to all of our listeners, shall we? You know, I want all of you to call in and give me your take on the upcoming election, the Great Ghost, the Bloodhaven Bloodhounds, anything we discussed today. Just let us know. Hey, Jack. Yes? Hashtag Rag on Stack. <laughs> Until next time, it's been fun. Thanks for the ride along. Now get out and push. <laughs>